This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. During this time, we petition the CEO in heaven to change any negative decrees to a positive one, to give us another year to earn our keep and to make a difference, to work on ensuring that our lives are worthy of this stay on planet Earth. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. Many years ago, I heard this wonderful story about a young man who, on his graduation day from his MBA, he receives an invitation to begin an incredible new job, a new position. And this position is going to be at a large firm, and his salary is going to be beyond his wildest expectations, especially for a first job. Now there's going to be an office with an actual door with a nameplate on it, and there, there's going to be an assistant and a secretary, and 10 people are going to report to him, and there'd be potential for a big, fat bonus, and he would start on Monday. So beside himself, he rushes out, and he buys a new suit and a new briefcase, and he books a table at a great restaurant to celebrate, and he's overwhelmed with joy at the new beginnings and the promise of the future he dreamed of. And soon enough, Monday comes and he begins his job. And for the next seven months, he works hard. He's conscientious, but not overly obsessive. He still has time to go to the gym and to see some concerts and to hang with his friends. But at the start of the seventh month, he's summoned to the CEO's office on the top floors, where he's informed that the entire organization is doing an internal audit. They're looking to ensure that all the departments are profitable. The CEO looks at him with a frown and says, listen, you have one month, this next month, to determine the profitability of your department. It appears that some of the departments are not performing and may actually become redundant. You have access to all that you need to do a full cost-benefit analysis, but if we find that you're in the red and you've overlooked this, well, both you and the department itself are at risk. So the young man agrees, and he hurries out of the office. He's stressed, but he's determined, and he begins slowly. He's looking through the books and the past postings and the deliverables, and he checks over the salaries and the benefits for his 10 employees. And he works during his lunch hour, and he doesn't take a dinner break either. And to his horror, within a week or two into this month, he sees clearly that while he thought he was doing a good job, his department is seriously behind where it should be, and they're not in the black. And he also realizes that he still has two weeks to try and plug the holes, to cut the costs, before he has to report back to the CEO. And so that's what he does. But soon the month is up, and he's called back upstairs. And he lays out the paperwork for the boss, pointing out all the deficits and deficiencies that he surely should have caught. But he's confident that his work in identifying the problems are going to render him even more valuable. The CEO moves the papers to the side and says, So this is much as I thought. This department and your management have lost us quite a bit of money, and it's not recoverable. I'm going to have to replace you immediately. 
The young man stands and says, But who better than I to repair the damage as I've identified it, and I understand it most clearly because of that. And if you hire someone new to replace me, there's going to be a whole other learning curve till they're up to speed. I'm worthy of another chance, sir, he cries. And the CEO says, Okay, you have ten more days, and at that point I'll make a final decision. Well, this time... The young man barely sleeps. There isn't a rock he doesn't turn over, not a line he doesn't pour over. His days and his nights are filled with analysis and contemplation. He crosses every T, he dots every I. He has never been so diligent and so thorough. And ten days later, he sees the CEO again. But the CEO is not convinced. I am sorry, he says, but you have not been a profitable investment in my firm. I will have to relieve you of your position. But by now, the young man is practically in tears. He looks up at the CEO and he says, Dad, you can't fire me. I'm your son. What will the other employees think if you do that? Besides, I know that you love me. Please, please give me another chance. Daddy, please. Yes, the CEO was his father after all. I mean, how was he going to get a job like that the first day out of college? Well, this story is clearly a metaphor. It represents the rhythm of the time leading up to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the month during which he got the chance to examine his performance represents the month of Elul, which precedes Rosh Hashanah. Elul is when we do a fearless and thorough moral, ethical, spiritual, behavioral inventory of ourselves. Are we a profitable addition to the CEO of the universe? Are we living up to our potential and using our lives properly? Are we, in a cost-benefit analysis, bringing more good than bad into the world? The 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are called Aseret Yemei Tshuva, or the 10 days of repentance, but more accurately should be translated as the 10 days of return. During this time, we petition the CEO in heaven to change any negative decrees to a positive one, to give us another year to earn our keep and to make a difference, to work on ensuring that our lives are worthy of this stay on planet Earth. And on Yom Kippur, when we say Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we are reminding God of how much He loves us, and we appeal the way a child does to a parent. This Rosh Hashanah, can we come to the meetings prepared? Can we spend the month preceding it engaging in deep inner work and searching for that which needs to be scaled back, readjusted, and repaired? Can we use the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur to redouble our efforts? And can we see that Yom Kippur can be one of the happiest days of the year if we do this work properly? Because when we remember that the king of the universe is also our parent, well then we know that anything and everything is possible. Happy New Year.
Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.